0: Warrior chief and Indian maid, you put us on a screen that way.
1: Paints and wigs and olden days, everything but our red gaze. Hey yo, hey ya, hey yo. hi Here, here. Welcome to the Red Gaze, the program where we critique native-themed films based on our perspective as the native audience program where we discuss what films get right, what they get wrong, and how we apply the red gaze to what could have been. Hey listeners, welcome to the Red Gaze. My name is Cheryl Carey. I'm your host and I am here with my fellow film aficionados. Hey, we are here with Nils Ben Landon. Hey, what's up? Welcome, welcome. We are here with Mariah Croigo. Hello, hello. And our guest host, Marley Finley. Dosha. Gotcha. The one, the only. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Red Gaze, uh, podcast listeners, we are taking on some horror films coming up into the month of October, and everybody's ready for the Creek Fest. Everybody's got their Halloween decorations out. <laughs> All the horror films are coming out. Uh, It's time to get creepy. So we are going to be taking on the film Blood Quantum. What do you guys think of Blood Quantum? I
0: really like this film. This was like one of the, I mean, some of the acting though, but you look past it. The film was really good. Yeah, I love zombie movies. So when I heard there was a native zombie movie, I watched (laughs) it as soon as I heard
2: about it. Yeah, it was definitely good. I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but so I started watching it and I was like pretty impressed.
1: Yeah, this is a good film overall. So for our scouting report in it was a 2019 film, which is interesting because it came out like right before the pandemic. And the description of the film is the dead are coming back to life outside the isolated Mickback reserve of Red Crow except for its indigenous inhabitants who are strangely immune to the zombie plague. I just <laughs> love the whole premise to begin with. <laughs> so writer director is Jeff Barnaby. He is a member of the Mi'kmaq nation. Sarah, how do you say that anyway? Mi- Mi'kmaq? I've heard it say Mi'kmaq. I've heard it pronounced Mi'kmaq, but I don't know. I don't want to insult the. I know I'm
2: not even sure how to say
1: it. <laughs>
0: Which I'm
1: not always reading it as Mi'kmaq. Yeah. Think I think that's, <laughs> like, I that's how most people have said it traditionally, but I think they're like, like so many tribes are like reclaiming their- The way their, they say yeah, it. Yeah, the way they say it. And so I think I want to say it's Mi'kmaq or something like that. Anyway, uh, IMDb gave it a rating 5.6 out of 10. So uh, I don't know. Critic- it was critically, you know, panned a little bit, but 90% in Rotten Tomatoes. So this film ha- uh, features Michael Gray Eyes Woo-hoo! swoon on cue, Mariah, <laughs> <laughs> my man. <laughs> so Michael Gray Eyes as trailer, the sheriff, um, Ellie Trip Tail Feathers as Josh, Joss, um, his ex-wife, Forrest Good Luck as Joseph, Kiowa Gordon as Lysol. <laughs> um, Gisugu, the elder man, stone was played by Stonehorse Lone Goman, and did you guys notice Alora Dannon from Reservation Dogs yeah, yeah. was in this film? Devery Jacobs played James, and Gary Farmer, of course. Yeah. What film could you have without Gary Farmer? <laughs> the He's the man. He's the <laughs> man. Didn't moon anybody, although his name was Moon. He didn't moon anybody.
0: Right? <laughs> How weird is that? <laughs> Hey, that's probably what he thought. Well, if we
1: can't moon nobody, hey, I'll move. Move. <laughs> so um, what'd you guys find out when in your research of the film Blood Quantum?
0: I found that Stonehorse Lone Goman, uh, Goman was cast from uh Jeff Barnaby's sister in law when she snagged him at the I meant she met him at the palace. <laughs> <power laughs> <master. laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so, how he got the part that's how
0: he got the part he, his sister-in-law met him at the
1: snake uh, i mean, snake the director yeah um <laughs> got himself in a movie as a native oh, samurai there you go ben you better start hanging around the film cruise <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: go to little southern california power yeah better, so better head out there see you in the films. <laughs> We'll see you in Blood Quantum (laughs) 2. Find out who the sister-in-law
0: is. I want to be
2: in the smudging.
0: The return. (laughs) The return. The return. The return.
1: (laughs) What else do you guys find out?
2: I thought it was interesting that it was about a zombie, like a zombie apocalypse. But at the end, after I finished watching the movie, there was actually, they didn't use the word zombie once through the whole show. So they called them Zeds or oh, not yes, sure Zed. what it was, I don't know yeah, what it was Zed. short for, but yeah, they, it was kind of interesting they didn't use the word zombie once.
0: The one thing I found, I guess researching this movie was uh Lysol. He was he was <laughs> was a um he was in Twilight. So
2: oh, yeah. Yeah. In movies. Yeah. back in the
0: day he was one of
2: the um wolves. So <laughs>
0: That's where I
2: saw Lysol. Lysol. <laughs> Not to be confused with Listerine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's his other cousin. <laughs> but I, uh, so I was looking too. Like, of course, uh, coming off of watching the smudging, <laughs> the the no budget film, so this was actually had the biggest budget for an indigenous led film in Canadian history. Dang. So oh, wow. this film had the biggest budget. So I thought that was interesting. And I think probably one of the things that made it really a good movie, because it was like, you you couldn't criticize the gore, truly yeah, gory like. film. It was, you know, and it had good, you know, good actors. It had good um, filming, like the, yeah, the film the quality. Everything. Yeah, the camera quality was really the good. Editing. Yep. Yeah, it had a good score. It had a really nice score to it. So, I mean, you could really tell that there was some some budget put behind this film. <laughs> Which is why the other interesting thing I found is that it got, it was number seven out of the 10 highest rated horror movies of 2020. Cool. Oh, yeah. So even with non-native audiences, it, it was one of the highest rated um, horror films of 2020. What else did you guys find about this film?
0: Oh, his son, Jailer's son, Joe. Um, he played Leonardo DiCaprio's son. And oh the yeah, the revenant so, and the revenant. Yeah, but oh, well um, he's also okay. so he's Navajo. Or his dad is Navajo, and then his mom and they said his mom's ancestry includes uh, Mandan and Hidatsa. So that's my tribe too. Oh so yeah, it represent represents me.
1: <laughs> that was something. Good luck. Was his name mm-hmm. Good luck? Yep.
0: Yeah,
1: Forest Good luck. Okay. And he's the survivor. He's the ultimate survivor. too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get deep here. <laughs> When we went into this into this film, I was like, oh, what are they going to do with the halfies? You know, like I, yeah, I was going to represent the halfies. What like, what does that too. mean? Do I got like a 50-50 chance of being immune? And or? then at the end, you find out <laughs> you have a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the thing about this film is it came out in 2019. It was released in 2019. So it was kind of a film for 2020. And of course, right away, people were thinking, well, oh, what re- relevance does this have to the pandemic? And You know, it's a comment on the pandemic and stuff. So I was thinking about it because people get sort of triggered by the even the title of it, which is blood quantum, because it's such a big issue in Indian country. And and even when non-Native people find out, it's like, oh, you guys, you guys have to be identified by your blood quantum. But um, I found this quote by the director. The quote talks about making this horror film from a Native perspective. So he says, the weird thing about being Native and making a comment on viruses in particular is the history of the pandemics and the colonization of America. Once you put a Native person in a zombie film, you immediately start thinking that it's a virus. It's one of the benefits of being a Native film director. You have so much history to riff on. It exists in history and in our society and in the history of our cinema and literature. So I thought that was interesting, you know, because I'd like all the way back to smallpox, <laughs> like all the way back to the first diseases that were brought here by settler colonizers. And it's like all of it sort of wrapped up in this in this one zombie film.
2: Yeah. And I was thinking that too, when I was watching the show, I was like, usually when you think about historically, whether it was smallpox or any type of um, disease that was brought over by settlers, usually wiped out the natives, whereas... In the situation it was the opposite where the natives were the ones that were immune to this zombie infection so that was kind of a neat t- twist on it
1: Yeah and I think that's what every like native person that Watches the film the first thing, and they're like,
2: Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Coop? I <don't> mean <laughs> yeah, even uh, Devry Jacobs, the Laura from Res Dogs, she has like a quote where she's like, We're the ones that are immune here, like letting them know, like, you know, because the white people keep coming to their
1: right, camp wanting or to be <laughs> <anything else. laughs> I think Native people have always wondered, Oh, what if we had been immune? What if we, ha- what if disease hadn't taken all our people? Because, like, historically, White people like to think, oh, we conquered you because we were more powerful. Right. And the reality is, no, you didn't. You you took advantage of a people who were decimated by diseases. And all of our tribes were decimated by diseases. So what if we hadn't been? What if it we had been? Way be
0: more of us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it
1: would have been a whole different storyline, you know, if our, our warriors were all healthy and all alive, you know, and not taken down by disease. So I think that just the whole premise of it is, something that's like supremely native because honestly it hasn't it's by some we've all thought before all right well let's get into the part of the red gaze where we award our feathers here on the red gaze we give out little feathers which are named after sashim little feather who helped marlon brando protest the portrayal of uh, native americans in hollywood by Boycotting the Academy Awards and declining a best actor award. So our first feather that we are giving out is our fancy dancer feather. The best scene. What do you think is the best scene?
0: I really liked all the gore in this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> Top notch gore, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the part where they're on the bridge and the zombies are like in the ambulance and they're barely escaping. And then one of the guys comes out, one of the natives comes out with a chainsaw
1: and just puts that chainsaw
0: oh, right the zombie's head. head. Oh <laughs> yeah. my
1: God. If you have not seen this movie, The Boy Quantum, yet, you got to watch it and be
2: prepared for some gore. <laughs> some top notch gore. Yeah. Well, he was probably eating pizza rolls. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. seen> <laughs> <laughs> That's you that eats
1: gross while
2: <laughs> <laughs> Watching gory movie. <laughs> eating <laughs> movie. <It's> gross <laughs> watching the gory. <door. laughs>
1: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and then uh, that part's funny too because he's like that guy that like saws her head and he's like, he pulls that saw out and, and then he's like, he, he speaks in their native language, mm-hmm. which they use actual Micmac throughout the whole movie, the Micmac language, which is really cool. But he's like, New chain. Yeah. <laughs> cool guy. <laughs> what do you guys think? What was? What were your other best scenes? Like oh, your yeah.
0: only best scene, Mark? Oh, Like I said, I also like the scene where Deborah Jacobs is like, we're the ones that are immune here. Yeah. We're the only ones that are immune here. So, like, you literally can't do anything to us. Yep. That was cool. It's kind of like all the stuff that white people have done. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. can finally be like... <laughs> it's all come back on you now, so yeah. we can help you if we want, or we don't have to if we don't want to. Yeah.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, one of my scenes that I really liked was the end, where Michael Greya's dad stays behind, where they're taking off in that boat, and he decides to stay, and he just uses his sword and starts taking out all those zombies with his oh, yeah. sword, oh, and, God. That God. and that power music yes. is playing. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, yes. like, yes, Yeah, that powell music is way yeah. even better. It was yeah. Like, awesome it was a cool
0: scene that was one of my favorite scenes yeah. like when he pulled it out and he's like killing all the zombies I was like oh my gosh grandpa cool yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> and like the powell music it wasn't just regular you know it had like a beat to it like oh. a, like a cool you know like kind of updated yeah, it. yeah to where it just fit so well perfectly i was like and then he ran up the thing and he was killing them and he looked back and like his son was, or his grandson was, like, going away in the boat, and he looked back, and his, you know, grandpa's back there killing the zombies. Yeah. But man, that
1: was an epic scene. And then what is he says? He says, like, you're not going to get, you're not going to get any further than this, or mm-hmm. something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it was really, like, it was a really cool, like, last line. And it was powerful because he actually started the film. You know, he was the one that first. By the river. Yeah, people. by the river. Yeah, he was by the water, and he, um, you know, he caught the fish, and, um, discovered. the zombie yeah he discovered the zombie fish or whatever so i thought that was fitting that he was like the first one and then he was also like the last one right so, also in kind of doing some research about this film so the mickback people are really like fishermen and really about the water and stuff like that because they're the, a coastal tribe and they actually got into a big altercation in 1981 yep. which is when this film <clears throat> takes place when the When the film was set to be. Yeah, the the year that the film is set is 1981. And that's the year that um, there's this big altercation or confrontation between the law enforcement and the Mi'kmaq people over salmon fishing. So the Mi'kmaq people should have an inherent right, you know, their inherent fishing Mm -hmm. rights. And then they were trying to come in and stop them from fishing and stuff. And so it's like no accident that this that this movie was set in 1981 and that it was about, you know, the water and the, the fishing and you know, the the fires came out of the fishing and stuff. So I thought that was again kind of a trying to get really deep, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I know, know there's
0: still there was still I know there was um stuff going on still with them and fish are like, you know, regular commercial fishermen. Um just like last year they were like trying to burn down all their where they keep their fishing. Yeah, burn down gear their storage Yeah. Yeah. I was I remember reading about that last year. Yeah, oh, and so it's like thinking
1: so should... of viruses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, no, they're getting mad because they get
1: to fish all year long. I think they're we're natives. So yeah, they get to fish and that's our yeah, mm-hmm. that's our right. That's a, those are mm-hmm. our treaty rights, and people still keep trying to infringe on that. I think that was really a cool part of the film because just having him be such a solid part of the crew all throughout the movie, like he was just like he was just fearless, right? He was just like fearless throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Um, so I put one of my my secondary like fa- favorite scenes was when the grandpa kills that they go into this gas station or something to find some gas or something, and he like chopping off heads or whatever, and that Michael Cera's character comes in and he's like Zed, you know, asks him is it a zombie? He's like Zed, and then that grandpa holds up the head and he goes Zed dead, <laughs> and then he just drops his head. <laughs> All right. Any other favorite scenes? Any other best, any other feathers that go out to the best scenes?
2: I think another scene that stuck out to me was going back to like the historical part of it as well was when they were rescuing those two non-natives. It was like a couple and they end up killing the female and the guy's still alive, but he's trying to hold on to that blanket. And that girl grabs that blanket and throws that blanket inside that burning bucket. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's
1: like, are you crazy? <laughs> just
2: bring this into here and this a blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if there's any like, significance that they wanted to hide behind that blanket with how oh, items yeah. are. But it just kind of stuck out to me with them trying to bring a blanket in and then oh, you know, yeah. them disposing of it before it could even make it to the rest of the yeah. people.
1: Awesome. All right. What about, um, so let's move on to our giving out our sneak up feathers. Sneak up feather goes to the best secondary character or the person who stole the show or someone who, you know, just kind of stood out for you. What do you guys think?
2: All I went right. with Michael Gray, dad. The, get, how do I remember how you say his name? Gisagu or Gisaju? Or yeah.
1: Gisagu, I think.
2: So yeah, I went with him because he was just, Like a bad, like a badass throughout the show. Yeah,
0: he was. He was a good leader, and he always had some good wisdom for everybody. You know, trying to he kind of was keeping the place calm, like the Mm -hmm. camp or whatever. I liked him. He was my favorite secondary character too. Yeah. All right, my favorite, my second. There, you know, my character. Get this, Gary Farmer, <laughs> a villain. Can you believe <laughs> right? that? Yeah, he, he was plays a villain. villain. I yeah. was like, what? He's pouring the gas on all those people. He's like, we're going to okay. come here and Okay, kill okay you. so what I think is like, you could look at them as villains, him and Lysol, but you could also, I can also see natives taking that stance. Right. On why. I yeah, wish. that's I always true. think about that myself, Would I take that stance myself, you know? Who cares
1: about them? That's you know a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: that's how they portrayed them in the films. Yeah, film. you know the villain. Yeah, you know, he's like clearing the you gasoline the funny and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna burn you guys all <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, they eat you." you know? yeah. It's like damn, that's well. Wild. I mean, I guess I would say, they're, they're villains in the sense that they're fighting against their own people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not villains in the sense that they're the ones that want to keep out all the, you know, non-native people, and because, I mean, yeah, you can see that, mm-hmm. like, even today, like, there's people who, oh, no, only full blood should be part of our tribe, yeah. you know, we don't want anybody less or anything like that, but but I think these guys are villains because they actually, like, went against their own they, people. They, like, did a coup right. on them. Yeah, like, they're, yeah. The like rogue. And how... Props for the scene, though, for when Gisugu or whatever, like, soared yeah, Gary oh, armor, right in the face. right the <laughs> <of base>, face. <laughs> right, like, wow. yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that was, was, like, a mind-blowing moment. Dang, Jerry Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I was I'm like, like down, down that way. <laughs> hey, damn, went down that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, no kidding. And Lysol. But those were my favorite characters because I, at the same time, like, Thinking about it, if we were in that situation, would we be taking, you know, these people in that knowing that they could infect and hurt, you know, hurt our family, our friends, whoever's in the camp that are native? Yeah. So they became my favorite characters because I, I understood it, but. For Gary Farmer to be a villain? Like, yeah, I was like, no oh, way, that's so cool. It was really cool to me. And he still kept, like, his, how he always acts. Yeah,
1: yeah, he <laughs> who he was.
0: He had the Zed uh, in the trunk.
2: But going to your point again, Marley, too, about whether they were the good guys or the bad guys, like, if we, if the roles were reversed, or if it was
0: From like even like how yeah. no, like
2: even like how America, like when Trump built the was trying to build a wall, right. just keep the Mexicans out. Like, would non-natives really be that helpful to natives if we were the ones being infected? That's what mm-hmm. I'm wondering. Yeah. So, like when you switch the role, I wonder if they would just get rid of us instead of trying to help us. You never know. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: they'd yeah. definitely get rid of us. Yeah, it's history. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it still happens. Yeah. yeah, like so you
1: yeah. said, the wall, it still happens. So. Yeah, it's and I think it's a it's a really a moral dilemma for for non-native people who watch the film too because yeah. they're like, yeah, you need to be saving us, and, but then is that really what you guys did? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, it's when they watch the film, I think it's it's a good way to make them think about it. Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of a lot of like non-native people didn't like the film. You know what I mean? Because they like don't like that. Yeah, they don't like that mirror held up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like they don't like that, but. Every native out there has a favorite white person that they probably would have snuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
2: I'm making
0: sure club. Leo DiCaprio can come in.
2: Be hiding his white and you'll still see I'm
0: gonna keep him in there till he <laughs> so, <laughs> until he changes. Until he changes, we so got him old.
1: chained up in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh my god! But that's the thing too, like, and the fact that they. The natives were, you know, we look at back on all the native films that we've done. They always portrayed natives and we are caring, loving, you know, we we, we take, take people in compassion. Yeah, yeah. we we adopt. That's mm-hmm. our thing. We adopt. So for them to be like, mm, you know, I'm done. I'm done doing this. I don't want my family to hurt. I don't want them to die from the, you know, these Zeds. And it's no, I'm not gonna do it. So it was kind of cool to see, but also yeah. very super cool to see Gary
1: Farmer as a villain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Alright, any other sneak up feathers? What do you guys got? I kind of got mixed up between two of these secondary characters. But I think his name was Shooker. It's the guy that just kind of comes in and quietly saves everybody all the time. The bodyguard. Yeah, he's like that great big native guy. And he gets... at the end. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's got this... um, So he... I think he's the guy that chainsawed. Yeah, Yeah, he's the guy that that chainsawed the first one. So he saves him, And then... One of the funny parts that I thought he did was he like they go through this gas station or whatever it is. They're looking for gas and then they're trying to clear out all these deads in there. And um, Michael Grey Eyes is just coming and all of a sudden this one like, dropped on it down <laughs> in front of him. And he's like, ah! and then uh, he's like, um, you should have warned me. And then he goes. Look out! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's just such a native, like, I know, just, like just we all native. know a native that barely Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's probably one of my uncles. <laughs> yeah. Total, like, you know, I mean, like, he was just totally such a ordinary na- native oh, character that, right. like, he, the native person that you would know in a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then he's the guy that leads the leads the zombies away when they once the compound like gets infiltrated, he gets in the in the cop car, he like puts in an eight-track. Right. <laughs> <in the> eight <laughs> <track. laughs> he puts in an eight track and he's like jamming out and he takes off, you know, and he leads all those zombies away. And and then in the end too, then he comes and he saves the family. The family at the end. And so he's like the unsung hero mm-hmm. in our communities. So right. You know, like the ones that are always there to lend a hand and nobody really thinks about, but then because they're so quiet. Yeah. I mean, Cause they never so ask quiet. for
0: like attention. Or yeah, anything. exactly.
1: Yeah. So he's not like trying to be a leader or nothing. He's like doing what needs to be done. So that was kind of my. that's who I would give up my sneak up feather to Cause I thought, I thought that's just such a iconic character to native communities. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. I totally agree. All right. Let's, let's move on to our name moment. There's some crazy moments in here. Uh, Our name moments are the most unbelievable, cheesiest, corniest moments. What do
2: you think? One moment that kind of stuck out for me was right at the beginning when Michael Gray's son gets arrested or what he gets arrested for. Oh, right. Where he climbs on the bridge and takes a dump off the bridge and just perfectly lands on this lady's <laughs> windshield. I was like, how, how, do you the, time perfect, how the perfect time. time, time. I was like, nay. I was thinking, <laughs> and the way it looked too, when it hit her windshield, I was like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> looked like, somebody poured chocolate milk you off of there.
1: Like, oh, is it a horse? <laughs> is it a horse poopy? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Marley? What was your name moment?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I just, I guess just some of the acting, you know, some of the dialogue. I, you know, it was like, oh, this is kind of, you know, maybe if they had different actors or I don't know if it was actors. I think it was just the the writing, you know, the mm-hmm. script that they were going off of. So mm-hmm. there were some parts where I was like, you know, it kind of took me out a little bit. Yeah. You know, you can yeah. tell the script wasn't as or like, good as some of the rest of the script was. and so, yeah. Yeah. Or like they had, maybe they had them say, hey, can you like do a really thick yeah, accent, you know? yeah. I was like, yeah, I get what you're saying on that, mm-hmm. but mine was when I think it was like kind of in the beginning leading up to, you know, where the dog had died and when trailer go pulls up to um, Moon's house and he's going to put the dog down and Moon goes, you know, what I do to shoot my ex's dog and trailer goes, have you met my ex? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, eh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah you'd go back okay <laughs> yeah. and then next scene she's all chopping yeah. Yeah, yeah. stitching him yeah. up I would have to say my name moment is and this is like a key pivotal moment of the film how do you get infiltrated like that when that girl comes in, like that short-haired girl, that short hair, dark-haired girl, she comes in and she's talking to that nurse, like, what did you eat out there? You know, and she's trying to, I don't know, screen her to mm-hmm. come yeah. in. And then she's like, okay, final question. Did you get bit? And she's no. And then so she, she didn't. Did. She did. Yeah, she just took her word for
0: it. I you know, Like, I really be checking.
1: I know, that's what I said. Any Native person I know would be like, strip off man we're gonna check you you know like <laughs> checking you for bugs <laughs> we're gonna be going through a fine-tooth comb because i don't want even any kind of a little knicker on right. there but she just like and then she pulls up her shirt and there's the big old yeah, white right there right. like how easy could that have mm-hmm. been to find okay that was kind of a name moment for me because show me
0: right yeah. exactly like in schools like back then on on the res we have schools and there was like i remember when we were younger kids were having head lice. Like, they would get lice <laughs> yeah. all the time. So they'd have, like, a nurse come in and, like, look. <laughs> yep. like, okay, it's your turn to come in. And and you knew the kid had lice is when they weren't in. They had to, okay. like, then they oh, like, they, they had had Yeah, they were <laughs> like, oh, she had bugs. She,
1: she had to go home. <laughs> <And they> disappeared. <laughs> so, like, go. how did they not, like, you know, fully look at that girl? Like, right, hey, exactly. Not. We have that experience. You know, right. as Native people, I have that experience. We're not afraid to go read. You know, checking on someone, make sure that they're not asleep. Right. Mm-hmm. That and that part honestly kind of ruined it for me because I was hoping for something a little more creative as to how they got Maybe would, sneak somebody. Yeah, in like somebody got snuck in or right. something. You know, like something like that. Like, but that just seemed like such a simple, careless thing that you no, know, like, no native person would do. That especially was, during that yeah, like, time. And she's a nurse, and like check that person. Like, <laughs> we wouldn't just let them in on their word.
0: Well, like. That whole part after that, it kind of gets... The movie kind of gets weird, I think. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. The, the pacing gets kind of... Yeah. Off. Fast. Yeah. 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 I
2: Maybe mean, she got laid back from working at IHS too long. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to check her. I don't want to check her. Like, Lazy
0: nurse. I'll you word for it. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. Let's, uh, is, that, is that it for the knee moments? Oh, one other point that, that kind of made me feel like I wanted to say Nay was... That dogs could catch it? It was like, well, humans and dogs. I was like, well, the res dogs can Yeah, well, the
1: res get, dogs get should be infected. able to.
2: <laughs> they should be immune, too. They should too. be
1: able to survive anything. <laughs> Not
0: our res dogs. <laughs> yeah.
2: They can survive anything with the zombie apocalypse, apparently. Oh, well,
0: I guess another. Oh, I guess I could use this for the scene 86. Oh, talk okay, talk it then.
1: All right. Well, let's move on there, then. Might as well just segue into the scene 86. <laughs> Previous worst scene What do you think Martha? I
0: just think that I don't understand Why Michael has Had to die Like I just feel like They were stuck Behind that door anyway So he could have Headed out I feel like they just Wanted to show more Like Yeah you know, They tore his guts oh, out yeah. And yeah. He goes, yeah. Screaming yeah. yeah It's all dramatic
1: It's <laughs> like
0: his hand Yeah you know, they like go Oh yeah <laughs> No The, the ex. ex And him Yeah, yeah. 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 And <laughs> it's the Mom and dad so I was like, e, why'd he have to die? He could have made it out. He could have, definitely. It's Michael Gray's. <laughs> yeah.
2: What about you, Ben? What was your scene 86? I'd say the scene where the the infected lady bites off the guy's penis. <laughs> 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 I
0: knew that was gross.
2: I don't know why they had to include that part. I mean, it's kind of a little bit, of, it's gory and humorous, I guess. But I don't know. Just didn't need it. <laughs> I, I that was my scene too
1: and and not just that scene but the scene right before it where he's telling his story the he just tells a very
0: inappropriate story
1: about the reason he had blood on his face
0: <laughs> <laughs> and people were laughing and, at him and, and,
1: people were, and then he happened to have to go into the sheriff's station and they thought he was fighting because he had blood on his face <laughs> and and then right after that he goes and, you know, he's trying to get with this girl and then ends up she's a zombie. So she ends up eating his, <laughs> you know what, he- his sausage. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see scenes like that, you're like, what is that all about? <laughs> you yeah, know? That was, I kind of did a little deep dive or whatever and was checking out the scene. But I guess it was the director's commentary about toxic masculinity. And how Native women are treated, and which is why he gets killed like he does in the end. I think we could have done without the scene. <laughs> and they could have, like, introduced that some other way, yeah. but <laughs> not my film. So. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty gross. And then they, like, really show it, too, where yeah, that girl, like, like turns, turns around and, and she's like... Like... Uh, I'm <laughs> <sorry."> <laughs> so the only zombie that made these, all these smackies out. Oh, she's no. just sitting
0: there, too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, it almost man. made a full circle, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other
1: scene 86s?
0: Yes. Mine was when trailer goes to the junkie's house and um, he walks up the stairs and he says, you know, she's up the stairs because he was pregnant. And he's he opens the door and the lady's standing there and she's eating her baby. Oh yeah, I could have gone without that scene. Like that was just yes. terrible. I was
1: like, ugh, that's gross. And, Of course, it's a native male that made this, not a native female. Why? Yeah, thing. and then she like she has it by the leg mm-hmm. and she drops it and then man, like just drop, just like I was like, her oh baby. But man, she had a real what do you call it loyal. Native boyfriend. Yeah. She <laughs> oh, he definitely did. Because he was out there going, save my girlfriend. <laughs> She's in there eating their baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, <No. laughs> His favorite one. <laughs> Had to be.
0: Had to be. He's like, I don't want
1: to do no more
2: coke.
1: was going to change. little change. <laughs> to save her. Until <laughs> she became a zombie. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our cousin, Feather. What Native actor or actress could have played the roles? Mm, for me, I didn't think anyone. This is kind of a not non-relevant category in, in our podcast right now because normally we're looking at white geese films rather than right. actually Native-made films. And so, yeah.
2: I liked all the cast, too, the way it was. But I yeah. kind of wish they would have let the female cast members have more of a prominent role, too, as well. Because I know the one was a nurse, but felt like they could have incorporated her or the girl from Reservation Dogs a little bit more because it was mainly a male dominant cast. Is how I felt.
0: But do, like Native women always were the back. Should have showed something like that too. And
2: there
1: and there's a lot of Native women writers mm-hmm. I think back in the day. And I think it's crazy that the male in the podcast brought that point up. But <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that scene changed his. His whole aim of Maybe. seeing
0: things. No, that,
2: that was from the smudging. Where, I got I got where they used the female to defeat the ghost. So what did you
1: guys think of the ending scene? The baby gets born and then... I was kind of wonder about movies where they don't really tell you the ending. And so they don't really tell you whether the baby that is born... turn it will be a zombie so again as the happy in the group i I have to wonder what was the fate of the happy baby at the end and it ended up being like the mom and the 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 one son and then the grandbaby. did you want a different type of ending or
0: i think when scary movies end like that i like those kind of endings or it's kind of depressing a little bit i don't like it when things end all perfect at the end of a scary movie
2: well, there's still a the possibility that the way they ended it is that there could be a sequel. We never know. Yeah. So. If you don't actually see
1: the mad killer's body, yeah, you know.
0: They said well, they say there's like a gas station or something in town where they could get gas and all kinds of stuff. There's a whole area in town. I remember them saying where across the bridge, like they're on the river, you know, across the bridge where you could you know, have all kinds of supplies and everything there. So... You know, maybe they're heading there. Maybe there's natives over there, too. You know, they never, they haven't been there in a long time or
1: so. I kind of like that, too, because people who see the glass half empty are going to be like, oh, they got over to the other side and then they got eaten by the zombies there. And people who see the glass half full, oh, they made it and they got safe and they found other people. And mm-hmm. you can kind of make your own ending. Well, I always
0: thought because they went with sugar, you know. There was him another. There was two people in the boat before they got there. And then the girl, the son, and the mom all got on the boat. Mm-hmm. But when it cut to the scene, it was just the mom, the boy, and the girl. So, you know, my thought was maybe they just put her on the boat to have the baby. Like, make mm-hmm. the boat, mm-hmm. And then, you know, Maybe so, the grandpa was able to kill all Oh, the yeah. Bodies, and they, they turned around and came off. back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then, like, put her on the boat. So, the. You know, the loudness wouldn't of her giving birth wouldn't attract the zombies. And I think that because it's called blood quantum, you know, the right. happy baby survives. And-
1: oh, thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's half zombie.
1: Half, <laughs> only <she> half <laughs> zombie. <last. laughs> we have occasional zombie tendencies. <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: the if they did make another movie, it'd be talking about the, ha- you know, more focused on the half.
1: You and know, the, the blood,
0: and yeah. Science, getting into the science of the blood. Eh? You're this much percent,
2: so. It kind of remind me of, I didn't, I seen like parts of Twilight, but then there was a baby, like a birth in that one too, and yeah. kind of recall how it, how it went. But she was pregnant, had a baby that was half vampire, so. Um, right. I'll, I'll yeah. It, yeah. So.
0: <laughs> this baby was half zombie. <laughs> Just like groaning, like every now and then, gnawing <laughs> gnawing on you. I was like, says, put it out. Like, Remember, she's talking about, I don't. Like, what if this baby eats me from the inside? And I was thinking, like, just he has no teeth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the baby gonna be doing?
2: she's like twelve months pregnant. <laughs>
0: she's really scared she's like have oh, dreams that baby like eats me from the inside and i was like babies don't do you know how babies work <laughs> they don't
2: have teeth <laughs> then when they go get the get the baby enrolled it be like half micmac and what is he else he's half or she's half zombie
1: what'd you guys th- okay so i'm interested in what you guys thought of this lysol character <laughs>
0: Oh, I also think, too, you know, he always talks about how they get treated differently. The sons, you know, one doesn't have a, Lysol don't have a mom. And, yeah. you know, Michael Gray has kind of pieced out on him. And then he's seen, he's like, well, you you have your family. You oh, know, your dad, mm-hmm. care, you know, dad actually cares about you and stuff. So I also think, too, he's just mad because of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's a, you know, that's one of the reasons why he's an a-hole anyway. So Yeah.
1: <laughs> Part of the reason like he betrays his own community hurts his own brother because he was hurt that he did that or jealous or whatever.
0: Oh, I, I definitely think that was the case because what was at the ending in there? He said that he was, well, he didn't really say it, but he kind of like made it seem like he was doing it to hurt Michael Greyes mm-hmm. to get, you know, all because Michael Greyes was putting, bringing these people in, you know, all these, you know, white people to help them, but he wanted them all gone. He would. In the end, he was really doing it just to hurt
2: his dad. To like get back, yeah. His
0: dad.
2: I guess another point that I noticed too about the movie was how Michael Greyeyes was like the main leader of the group. I was thinking, where is this Micmacs tribe's chairman and council, the leadership, <laughs> yeah. going to organize this camp for their people? But they're relying on the sheriff and his dad instead of their political leaders yeah. that make decisions.
0: Well, I don't know about you, Ben, but history shows you don't you don't depend on you know chief and (laughs) council. It was probably their fault. (laughs) They aired out. Yeah, Yeah. they took the boats and they left. (laughs) And Ben took all the money. I (laughs) took all the money. (laughs)
1: Cleaned out the accounts. <laughs> <laughs> all, <the, laughs> all the gas. That's what they would happen. Save themselves. <laughs> it's all your fault, Chief and Council. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other favorite parts of this movie, or any other anything that you would say to people watching this movie?
0: The humor. I like the humor in the movie. You know, it's it's got the the native human humor in there too. So that's kind of why I like. I like this movie. I like it when you know natives can't always be serious. I don't know, that's just in our our nature. You know, so we always have to throw, you know, some funny things in there. And that I natives will watch this movie, they'll they'll like it. It's not just like scary. It's got some funny parts in there and it makes you think, you know, about it makes you think, you know, what would you do in that situation too? So it's not just like a mindless
1: zombie movie.
0: It makes it does make you think.
1: I like that you make a good point about the humor because I think if there really was a zombie apocalypse, I can't imagine it being, you know, like... Just because, serious? Yeah, like, it, you know, it almost be... I think it almost be more funny than real life because oh, okay. that's how we handle stress, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? <laughs> when, <laughs> it's with the humor, so... You know, like, holy shit, that zombie, he yeah, looks like you or something. I <laughs> don't
2: <laughs> you know <if> there's <laughs> like, like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is, like during zombie apocalypse gets chased by Billy Mill's zombie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 you would be like, hey, this guy, we're going to be pushing me down on the zombie. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm oh <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez, that guy just got bit
0: by that zombie.
2: <laughs> 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 going to get him bit? I really thought he was infected. It was just hickeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> just scared for nothing, that guy. <laughs>
2: Told to set off for nothing. <laughs> sure.
0: Dave, like, babe, like,
1: I got bit. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bite.
2: <laughs> More scared of the lady. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think for the foray into the horror genre, this was capable Hands. I was reading a review where it even said, apparently horror people look for fi- the fakie. And they were saying that there was only one part in the film where you could actually see the blood squirter mechanism <laughs> out of some really look- somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they, they really look. Like, they really look to see the fakiness. So... Apparently, in some sleeve somewhere, you could see the blood squirt. So like, I almost want to go back and watch it now, just to see it, you know? <laughs> go find it, just to go find that one scene for a horror film. Yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. I think well, I think this. you should watch this.
1: Yeah. it's a good movie. Right after the smudging, too. <laughs>
0: Support the smudging.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait, but you didn't give any quotes for the smudging.
1: I don't <laughs> I can find any quotes. For, are you here? Are you with us? <laughs> <laughs> well uh, thank you guys once again for coming to the table and talking about our horror movies in this horror-filled month Um, have a happy Halloween all of you who are listening to the Red Gaze podcast and keep listening keep liking and let us know if there's a film that you'd like us to take on everybody have a happy Halloween like and subscribe
0: Flutes and feathers, eagles cry. No more saviors, no more lies. Waiting for better days. We'll be here with our red gaze. Heyo, hey heyo. Here, here.